When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are back with another morning drop. Today, we're talking about can we get a few flips going here for the recruiting in this upcoming season? What did Coach Freeze and staff have in store for the Tigers? Let's talk about it right here. Morning drop style. Y'all know how we do. Let's drop it on them. Yes, indeed. Morning drop. You got Ike Jones here. Mike G on a Monday, June the 12th. Mike G, how we feeling this morning? Yeah, feeling pretty good. I get about to get the week started. Yeah, got some man. Monday motivation going. Monday Listen, motivation. Somebody, morning. Somebody's got to carry the boats, man. Somebody's got to carry the boats. I, I don't. I, you've been talking about carrying <laughs> boats, man. I have no idea what you're talking about. But, you know, hey, listen, man, the only kind of boat. That I carry is a gravy boat mm-hmm. over to the uh, mashed potatoes, and I put that on there. But this morning, we are in here dropping in to talk about recruiting. It is officially that time of year where people mm-hmm. are working out and people are making official visits and all that kind of stuff during the summer. And there have been quite a few recruits that are committed to other places. Today, yep. we're specifically talking about those committed to Turd Town. And um, they want to make sure that they don't have manure all over their bodies in the form of crimson uniforms. Mm. Um, and so Coach Freeze and staff are not just going out and saying, oh, well, you, you committed already? Oh, okay. Well, good luck to it. They're going out there and they're actually pursuing some guys. So today we want to talk about some of the commits that are down there in um, – West uh, Alabama Community College, Mm -hmm. and which of those could potentially flip over to Auburn. So, Mike G, you've got a list, courtesy of our guys over there at Rivals. Shout out to uh, Caleb Caleb at Rivals for providing us a list of current Bama recruits that Auburn is still pursuing. Who is on that list for us, Mike G? Yeah, first of all, go go check out Caleb, uh, Caleb J underscore Rivals on Twitter. That's Caleb J underscore Rivals on Twitter. This list comes courtesy of him. He's our recruiting guy. Um, but there are four, four guys, four, really, four highly rated guys that Caleb is saying Auburn fans should keep an eye out because Hugh Freeze is going to put the full court press on these guys uh, before early signing day to see if he can get some flips going here. The first guy is Perry Thompson. Uh, this is uh, going to be the highest rated guy of the four that we're talking about. He's ranked 14th nationally, Ike, uh, and he is a wide receiver. Now, you know, Q Freeze has talked about receivers. I think proof of concept, we talked about this on the show, being able to show receivers that we can get you the ball is going to be super important here. So they're keeping the press on, on Perry Thompson. This is an Alabama guy. He's out of Foley, Alabama. He's part of the 2024 class. Uh, he is the second ranked player in the state of Alabama. Mm. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they go about this, uh, you know, with Perry Thompson. 
his primary recruiter is obviously Marcus Davis, who is the wide receiver coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hugh Freeze and staff, they're just not lying down here and saying, okay, he's committed to Bama. You know, it's 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 gone. It's a done deal. Right. Uh, they're going to really try to put the press on. But again, I think proof of concept is going to be important, especially for these receivers, man. You know, of all we've talked about this repeatedly on the show, all the positions on the field, Ike, receiver is probably not probably it's definitely the position that you have the least control of your destiny in terms of production. Right. But you can't throw yourself the ball. You can't make a QB see you. Right. You can't. I mean, you can't make them throw it at a certain spot. Right. Uh, you can just hope that you get the targets and then you got to try to make the most out of those targets. But a lot of the flow of the game will dictate how much Auburn throws the ball as well, too. For sure. Um, so there's just a lot of things going on there. And Perry Thompson is going to be watching all this this year to see, hey, maybe with if there are any struggles at quarterback for Bama this year, because they're a little shaky. Uh, and Peyton Thorne or Robbie Asher comes in and kills it, and, uh, and Auburn wins the quarterback PR battle, so to speak, this year. Maybe Perry, Perry Thompson looks at this situation and says, "Hey, let me give these guys another look." And uh, you know, hope, hopefully, this is when NIL comes in. Hmm. And then if he says, "If all things are equal, there's a huge bag over here for me," so let me go to the planes and, and see what I can make work there. So Perry Thompson is the first guy. Uh, you know, uh, the second guy on the list is Jeremiah Beeman. Uh, when I saw his name, I don't know. I keep thinking Willie Beeman. Yeah. But, uh, natural. <laughs> natural to go to Willie Beeman for sure. <laughs> right. Uh, he is... Any given the, Sunday for those of you who are not hip to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, wishing I got Jamie Foxx a, a speedy recovery. I know he's going through some stuff. Uh, but he's the eighth-ranked player in Alabama. This is a D lineman, 6'4", 265, out of Birmingham, Alabama. See, he's from the crib. Yeah. If you sit around town, if you see him at Piggly Wiggly, like, let Jeremiah know the plane <laughs> is where he needs to be. Uh, but again, the eighth-ranked player in the state of Alabama, he's ranked 72 nationally. You're going to see a theme here with players from Alabama ranked in the top 100 nationally. So uh, this is going to be interesting to see what they can do there, uh, continuing to build that D-line, winning the trenches, Hugh Freeze understands that you have to win the trenches to win in the SEC. You have to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Uh, this guy would be a big get for them. He is a hard commit to Bama. He's a hard commit to Bama. Jeremy, Jeremy Garrett is his primary recruiter, but they're going to continue to put the full court press on him to see if there's something that may look appealing there. Now, uh, maybe a little different uh, than Perry Thompson, you know, not necessarily being about proof of concept. I'll be interested to see what their recruitment strategy is for him. Uh, we plan to talk to some of the coaches this offseason. Um, and at Media Days, we'll have some questions for what their recruiting strategy is. But Jeremiah Beeman uh, is going to be another one of those kids. Uh, he's coming out of Parker High School. I know, I know a few people who can't Parker. The thundering yeah. herd right here in Birmingham, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, next on the list is Sterling Dixon. Mm-hmm. This kid is out of Mobile Christian School. Now, Mobile has been a hot spot for recruiting. Some high pro Julio Jones types players have come out of Mo- Mobile. Nick Fairley, like these guys, Mobile has produced some really good players. Um, so if Hugh Freeze is going to take back the state of Alabama, being able to go into Mobile and get guys like Sterling Dixon is going to be super important. Uh, he is uh, listed as an edge, 6'3", 211. Um, eh, might have to put on a little bit of weight. Uh, but he is the 12th ranked player in the state of Alabama, 197th nationally. Uh, his primary rec- recruiters are Josh Aldridge and Zach Etheridge. We know what an ace recruiter Zach Etheridge is. 
So it makes me comfortable for a guy who's 197th prospect. And we know how important edge is and Ron Roberts defense. So like, it'll be interesting to see um, if they can really make some inroads here with, with Sterling Dixon. Uh, he, again, he's a hard commit to Alabama. He committed on uh, December 1st of 2022, uh, but you know, recruitment is not over till it's over. And I think that Hugh Freeze understands that. When he came in, he was behind the eight ball on a lot of these guys, right? right? These commitments come from years of pressure that these coaches have been putting on these kids to get an early commitment. And it's even more important now with early signing day because you cannot just play out the whole season, Ike, for most of these kids and then try to re-recruit them again. You've got to make it happen before the season. And then you got to hope that during the season, nothing happens. So these coaches, they're having to recruit in season. Yep. To some extent, uh, and it's it, you know a lot harder than they had to before. So Hugh, we know how hard a recruiter Hugh Freeze is. We know that he will go at it and he will go after these kids. But Sterling Dixon uh, is one that they've got an eye on. And the last one, uh, Caleb says, is a common name. A lot of people know Jalen Mbakwe. Mbakwe. We talked about him a little bit before on another show, but yeah, continue. We- we did. The number four player in the state of Alabama. He's a corner, 5'11", 170, out of Clay Chalkville High School in Pinson, Alabama. So uh, he is tw- ranked 20th nationally. Uh, and Auburn is going after him. It's Zach Etheridge and Wesley McGriff putting the full court press on Mbakwe. But, you know, finding that next that lockdown corner is going to be super important. Being able to have a guy, you know, to play in the modes. You know, guys like DJ James, guys who can lock down their side of the field. And shrink the field for you defensively. Super, super important. I feel like Bama has had a lot of luck finding star corners over the years. All these kids are from the state of Alabama. Yeah. All of them are from the state of Alabama. So, you know, being able to win back the state is going to be really important for Hugh Freeze, uh, at least to some extent, because you can't have Saban having his pick and then Kirby coming in and raid and, and Dabo and those guys raiding for the rest. Right. That can't happen. We talked about the importance of being able to go down the road to school like Central Phoenix City, right? And get the best players out of there. Our guy Cameron Coleman is down there. Could, you know, can they make him reconsider his decisions elsewhere and come to Auburn? You know, 30 minutes from home. Right. So Hugh Freeze is, is looking at a lot of these guys, Ike, and he's trying to figure out how can I change the narrative about Auburn that's been placed in their minds in the years before he got there and convinced them that this is a different place. This is going to be a different system. There are going to be more opportunities here. Uh, Right now, we talked about this. They're selling playing time, right? They're selling selling playing time because, you know, the message has kind of been, we don't have, we don't have, right? Um, But ultimately, that message is going to have to flip to come here. This is where you can and will be developed. Here's the proof of that. This is going to be your conduit to the league, essentially, because that's what kids want at the end of the day. They want to be able to have the best opportunity to go pro and make that pro money. Now, NIL obviously factors in. Hopefully, Auburn continues to build their NIL, but they're going to have to use every tool in the toolbox if they're going to get any of these flips. Yeah, it's going to take definitely a lot of effort. But we've got some ace recruiters on the staff, and hopefully they've got a – well, I know they've got a good plan, but hopefully they've got a good pitch to some of these young men. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. 
You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We're starting off the conversation talking to Corey Weber, who says this season matters so much. If we can show an upward trajectory, we'll grab a couple of flips from Bama, mainly Thompson. So he thinks Perry Thompson is the main guy that needs to flip over to Auburn from the Tuscaloosa Turds. Your thoughts on Perry Thompson being the main flip there, Mike G. Mm, Going after a wide receiver, I think is going to be super important for Hugh Freitas' offense and what him and Philip Montgomery are going to want to do. Um, And it will also help change the narrative about what offense has been like at Auburn. You know, you have to be able to show something. Again, Perry Thompson, 6'3", so he would be kind of on the taller side in Mm -hmm. terms of receivers that Auburn has had. Um, and, uh, he's coming in at two Oh two. So, you know, he's at, he's a little heavier, I think, you know, so, you know, we'll see. I, I don't have his 40 time. Uh, but it, I, I think it would be, I, th- I agree with Corey here. I think it's, it's a guy that they have to, man, if you could make that flip, uh, and he's a five-star guy. Yeah. Right. This is, you know, Q talked about being in the top six or seven, you know, in, in recruiting, you know, by year three, you know, Perry Thompson is one of those guys that jumps your recruiting class. You land them and you jump a few spots, right? It's like it's like landing four, four, three stars. Yeah, is, is essentially what it's like, right? Like, I mean, he's 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 got that much value, and, and definitely based on where they need to improve. Uh, you know, if you land a receiver like this, watch out for the quarterbacks as well too. Seeing, hey, listen, man, they've got quality targets for me to throw to there. Yeah. Might be a might be a good landing spot for me. So I agree with Corey. Uh, Kyle Sweat jumps in and says, "I think we need ten solid commitments by kickoff and a sh- and show a team headed upward with an eight win season with one of those against our biggest rivals." So mm. uh, a great way to get commitments is to have other people on board, like you just talked about with you know wide receivers seeing the targets there, and conversely, Walker White being the quarterback on board, maybe that impresses, which that's a good thing. You know, we we talked a little bit about Walker White and, and his recruiting job, but him being down there during the camps and getting an opportunity to throw to some of those guys and be there with the offensive linemen and talk to them about what he would like to see in the offense in the future is a big way to get other people on board to know, hey, man, this is the guy that's going to be the future at quarterback. And he seems like a good dude. Yeah, I want to go in and, and, and line up with him down there on the Auburn sidelines or on, on the field with Auburn. Definitely good to show other people but then the other push yep. of this is having a big season so but to your point the eight wins you you got to convince some of these guys before you get to win eight because you don't you don't have that much time before early yeah. signing day i'm telling you early signing day has made this a stressful proposition for a lot of coaches Ike. um can't stress this enough right you don't have all season anymore um these guys are going to start to make decisions and a lot of them want to get into camp early if they can. If you're one of these kids that's graduating early, you want the advantage over the peers that you're going to be competing with to go through a spring ball. So you really don't have the time. And, and yeah. you see, it seems like it's more and more common to see guys coming in the spring. It feels like when you see a guy come, it feels weird when you see a guy coming in the summer now. Yeah. 
<laughs> right? Like, it's strange. These guys stay on track to graduate and get the, the, the credits they need so they can get into spring ball and get a leg up on learning the system and start, you know, bonding with their teammates and, and, and getting the strength and conditioning in they're going to need if they want to try to get on the field in year one. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, that that early signing period has become the major period for signing uh, recruits, let's be clear. So um, a lot of these guys want to get in, like you said, during spring so that because they want to start immediately. And the best path for them to be able to do that is be there during spring ball. So it's super important. Uh, James Barnett jumps in and says, Phil, as if we flip one guy from Bama and one from Georgia, we will more than likely have a top 10 class. Thoughts on that? Ah, uh, I could agree with this. Again, remember what I'm saying. You get Perry Thompson, boop, 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 <laughs> right? You jump a few spots. So, you know, let's say Auburn is in the kind of traditional 18 to 16 area or 20 to 16 area uh, in recruiting. You land a guy like Thompson, he jumps you pretty close to the top 10. You get another one and then you're easily inside the top 10. So um, this is assuming that they don't flub on all the normal four stars that they would pull in. I just don't see that happening with the effort that's been put in on recruiting. I, I just, I would be shocked if Hugh Freeze had a ton of misses on, you know, the, the guys that um, are not hard commits elsewhere that, you know, they're they're targeting. I think he's going to do a good job of pulling in the guys that they, that they need to get for the base of the class and then get that icing on the cake with guys like Ter- uh, Perry Thompson and maybe Sterling Dixon. Kyle Sweat jumps in and says, Freeze wants 16 O-linemen to work with each year. That's some Ooh. serious focus on the line. If we get three awesome freshmen and pull the rest through the portal, we're going to be stacked up with reliable depth. Control the line of scrimmage, man. Win in the trenches and you can win a lot of football games. Hugh Freeze understands this. He understands that offense gets better, right, with the more, the more time that they have to operate after the snap. Defense is gets is 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 awesome when you have the type of line that doesn't give the offense a bunch of time to operate. Right. <laughs> right. So you want more time. You want one getting more time and one giving the other less time. And, and that's all about the D line, man. So uh it's 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 in an O line. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they work. But yeah, I think he just understands you gotta control the line of scrimmage. You know, imagine this. It is um you're up against a team with a dynamic offense, let's say like last year's Bryce Young. Um, or think about the Iron Bowl, the, uh, the four overtime Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, not being able to control the clock directly led to losing that game, right? Like, you know, being able to move the ball and just move the defensive line out of the way and keep the clock running. Now, we all know Tank went out of you know, bounds. He probably should have stayed in and maybe they win, right? But um, the importance of the O-line being able to move the line of scrimmage at the end of the game and keep your offense on the field and keep that dangerous guy on the other side of the field, off of the field, because Bryce Young had a crap game, almost all game. But when the pressure was on, he did what five-star quarterbacks do. Get sacked came, in the end zone and then not get called. No, I'm sorry. Uh, or, you know, intentional grounding. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm my bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. It was a safety. <laughs> but uh, uh, he led his team down the field uh, for the tying score, and then they ended up winning it in overtime, man. And I'm telling you, O-line has a lot to do with that. So um, th- that is an advantage that you would like to have, certainly, I think. And the focus on that is is paramount. Yeah. And so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Brandon Carter jumps in and says, all I know is we got to lock up the little brothers of Zeke Walker, Marcus Harris and Kelvin 
Falk. Uh, I think he meant Keldrick Falk, his little brother's Kelvin. But yeah, the little brothers of those guys who are currently on the team. Now, these are 2025 recruits that he's talking about here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, it would be nice to get some guys who have some people on the team right now spreading a little love to their little brothers and saying, hey, you definitely want to come here. Uh, Hopefully, and this is going to sound like disrespect to Cam Brown, but hopefully the little brothers are not like a Derrick Brown to Cam Brown situation where they come here, but they don't ever get an opportunity to play. I don't know how good Cam Brown is or is not, but he never got an opportunity to play. Uh, So just, but from all indications, the little brothers might be better than big brothers uh, in these situations. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Micah Jones jumps in and says, does Perry Thompson's flip uh, does Perry Thompson flip, excuse me, if Cam Coleman is locked in the class before signing day? So if we get Cam Coleman to lock in before signing day, will Perry Thompson come as well? Is the question. I don't, I don't I don't think it matters. Right. Yeah. Perry Thompson is the type of athlete that he didn't, he didn't care who you get. If he's coming, he assumes he's going to start. <laughs> That's it. He's that highly rated. I mean, he's that dude. And when you're that dude, you don't care about other dudes. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I mean it's guys, not as if he's going to be the yeah. only dude at the ba- on the Bama squad if he goes yeah. there. So uh, there's going to be a ton of dudes there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't I don't think that's something that factors in for a guy who's that highly rated. Personally, you can reach a point where, you know, yeah, we're talking about maybe the, the 250th player in the class, you know, in the, in the recruiting cycle. Sure. They might consider, oh, they already got too many guys. I don't want to go there because I don't want to get buried. But when you are that dude, when you're that top 20 guy and you have that rare five star that, you know, they're starting to get stingier with handing those out. They're going to be right. Um, Then, you you know, you have your pick. He can go to any program he wants. Literally, Auburn might. I mean, if it were down to Thompson and Coleman, I believe Auburn would tell Coleman to kick rocks. Hmm. I would like if they had one scholarship and they had to take one, they're taking Thompson. (laughs) You know, if he's give, giving them a commitment, you know, and that's not a shot at Coleman, but I'm just saying, you know, he's that type of talent where you you, you, you take that guy. Like, uh, you know, it's kind of like, um, I know this, well, this is his recruiting, Ike, but, um, you know, when Caleb Williams decided he was going to USC, he wasn't worried about who they had on the roster there. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, don't he think literally he would have been worried anywhere he was Spencer going. Spencer Sanders was the guy that was currently on the roster there with him. You know, five-star guy, Heisman hopeful, all that kind of stuff. He still went there. And yeah, eventually like he I'm was starting over him. So yeah, he's on like, Caleb Williams. When yeah. I go, you 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 clear out your locker and you go get me some coffee and you know, pick up my dry cleaning. And I'm the dude, <laughs> right? Um, and I think that Perry Thompson is going to have that kind of energy. So um, no, I don't. I don't think it, it has. I think there's a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reiterate. I think there's a point at which you are that highly regarded that it does not matter who's on the roster, right? All that ma- all that will matter is if you don't show up and perform, right? Right. And these guys, man, I mean, these are supposed to be your can't miss guys. Right. Uh, These are supposed to be your can't miss guys like um, guys like uh, and I keep pointing back to it because it was one of the most important classes. I think when Saban first got to Alabama, guys like Julio Jones, where, you know, you know, if you get this guy, he's going to be good. The only way he's not good is if you mess up. (laughs) Right. And I think Perry Thompson is kind of in that mold. Hmm. Haley jumps in and says, not only is a flip from them very necessary, but that flipped commitment needs to show out here at Auburn. I agree. Listen, uh, this is going on right now, right? Like, what's the the linebacker's name that flipped from Bama a couple of signing classes ago that hasn't seen the field? 
Uh, oh. I can't think of what his name is right now. But, yeah, check me out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's an example. I mean, sometimes you need to be able the flip is cool, right? Make signing day, you know, feel great. But then mm-hmm. when you don't see the guy contribute on the field, it's like, okay, well, that was yeah, kind of okay. anticlimactic, right? Like, right. hopefully he's going to get his opportunity to come out here and show out. But like, if, it does feel better when the guy actually is able to come. Con- Woodyard, thank you. The chat is always on. Yeah. Yes. Robert Woodyard, if he's the Batman narrative too, that we didn't want him anyway. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, when you get these flips, yeah, it'd be nice if they did something. Right. Right. Um, But you've got to take back the state. Um, You cannot, you know, you when your school resides in one of what I would say is the top four most fertile recruiting grounds in the country. Right. Alabama is a super fertile recruiting ground. And, you know, so many good players come out of the state. Um, and are and are in your backyard, and I will even extend that all the way up to Atlanta, right? Like you know, I mean, it's it's an hour drive from Auburn. It's an hour the way I drive, but like <laughs> it's, it's an hour. It's not a it's not a hard drive from Auburn to Atlanta. So these kids that are just right up the road there Listen, that are coming out of the basketball team understands that they they, yeah, they recruit the, the the city of Atlanta the, the Atlanta metro area super hard for for um, talent. Uh, so yep. definitely so, needs to be something that, you know, that, that we've, we've had good success in the state of Georgia. Um, but to your point, when you, when you have Georgia and Alabama in your, basically your backyard, there's no excuse for you not getting a high level product productivity from those two States every single year when there no. there's, there's a plethora of talent to choose from. And we've just routinely been missing on them between, to your point, Clemson, Bama, Georgia, those three schools have kicked our butt in Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, I expect to see dynamic results Ike, from Hugh Freeze in this regard based on solely on the effort that's being put in, right? They are, I mean, guys, I, I don't even know how to explain how hard these guys are recruiting. I mean, it is their life. Right. They have made it their sole purpose in life to hit the recruiting trail and go after every prospect they can that they feel like can help this team and that fits what they're trying to do and i i love it i mean if you if you were one of those that hated how harson recruited you you're in heaven right now just based on the effort now we got to see the results for sure got to see the results but at least the effort is there and you know if they have some misses i'm sure there'll be some learnings Right along the way, if they have some misses with some kids, but you know, ultimately, I, you know, Hugh Freeze understands it's going to come a lot to what they put um, uh, put out on the field. You know, in terms of you know, like we said, we we call it proof of concept. Yeah. Like you know, show me the things that you are talking about in action, and give me something tangible to grasp onto to say, yes, this is a good decision. This is one of the biggest decisions these kids will make their entire lives. Yeah, right. It will define their future to some extent, if they make a good decision or if they make a bad decision. Some kids never recover from making a bad decision. They just end up hopping from program to program because they went someplace and they got a bad coach or, you know, what they were promised didn't happen or, you know, they got there and the coach got fired. So you've got to make a good decision. And then you have to like where you live, man. You know, good for Auburn. Auburn is, is, is a great place. 
know, it's a, it's, it's a, I mean, the love of this village on the plains, it couldn't be truer. So I think that it's easy for kids to come there and fall in love with the culture and the people. Um, but you got to use all the tools in your tool belt to sell what you're trying to do here, because right now you don't have the proof of concept. Yeah. But you got to sell everything else. Right. And, and hopefully after you, you know, year one, you'll have more proof of concept. And then once you've done it consistently for a couple of years, it gets easier because, you know, um, Nick Saban is, is and Kirby Smart. They just they're walking in and, and, and they're showing off the rings. Right. Think about what a great recruiting story Stetson Bennett is for Kirby Smart. If you're the best guy, you'll play, period. I turned Stetson Bennett into a draft pick, a walk on. You know, and he's got two rings. Think what I could do with your talent. Yeah, and if I'm Hugh Freeze, I'm saying, look at Stetson Bennett. You can get passed over for a walk-on at Georgia. You need to come to Auburn where we'll give you a scholarship and you actually play. So, so you know, hey, our scholarship athletes make it to the league. They just pull anybody off the street over there. and Your scholarship means nothing. So yeah, uh, that right. would be my reverse recruiting pitch over there. Uh, I like it. Uh, the Walker Show says if there's a, a college football game and you can edit the names, I'm changing Alabama's name to the Tuscaloosa Turds with your uh, permission. Uh, of course, Ike, listen, hey, I don't take any credit for the Tuscaloosa Turds, but um, you can definitely do that. I would, I, I, if you do that and screenshot it, I will gladly share it wherever I get the opportunity to see you have changed the name to the Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Make it Tuscaloosa turds and you got a deal. Um, yeah. James Morris, not on the subject of football, but ask, have you guys seen any film on the new basketball commit Aderin Scott? And I have not heard his name pronounced. Mm-hmm. So I, pro- I apologize, Mr. Scott. A Darren. Is it Darren? A Darren Scott. Um, so, I have actually watched some film on him. If you guys want to see or watch the film on Scott, we can do that. I didn't know if that was like a thing people wanted to see, but I do have a couple of games of his that we could go through. I'd be glad to do that with our members at some point in time. So we'll try to get that done for y'all. All All right, man. Well, that is it. Well, so before we go, what I want you guys to do in the comments section Mm. is give me the rank. So we put, what, five names out there just now? Four names. Four names. names. Of those four I want you guys to rank in order the ones that you feel like are the most important for us to flip. So two different lists here because they might be different. Most important from the most important to the least important of those four. And then the most likely to the least likely. So I want to see two lists of four from you guys right down here in the comment section after this video is done Mm -hmm. so we can see what you guys are feeling about our potential to flip. If you want to give percentages and all that kind of stuff, you can do that too. But I want to hear from you guys in the comment section. Quick reminder, Perry Thompson, Jeremiah Beeman, Sterling Dixon, and Jalen Mbakwe. Those are the four names. So I want to see ones that you want to see the most and the ones that are most likely to flip down in the comments section. I will look forward to reading those comments. And you know, guys, I will reply to everything that you guys put out here. Anyway, we are out of here. Once again, we appreciate the Rogue Shop for sponsoring today's morning drop. Head over to rogueshop.com. Use code report when you go over there. That lets them know that the Warport sent you get a little something off your purchase. We're going to be back at you guys tomorrow morning with another morning drop. And we'll holler at you guys the next time. And as always, War Eagle. Peace. Drop!